verse 16. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. That is so encouraging. Someone saying to you as a Christian, hey, you guys are the real thing. Do you know that God has put his spirit in you and you are the temple of God? Not your church building. No, you as a person whom Christ has died for, Christ has put his spirit in you. You have become this house by which God lives by spirit and you are able to offer up worship and spirit and truth through the Lord Jesus Christ. You are the real thing. So encouraging to hear that. But then comes the warning, the warning in verse 17. Therefore, come out from them, leave them, and be separate. Cut all connections with them, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So the application is, therefore, come out, come out. <laughs> if ever you wanted a verse from the Bible to warn you against the dangers of Facebook, <laughs> come out, come out from them. Instagram, you know, don't even touch Instagram. There it is, <laughs> a warning. Come out, come out, come out. From these negative influences that draw you away from God. And, and I think there's some, something to be said about just how powerful it is. These influences in the world that lead us away from worshiping the true God by calling us to worship other things. And verse 16 says, what agreement is there between worshiping the true God and worshiping idols. There cannot be a kind of mixing of these cultures, of these worship practices. You need to distinguish yourself and maybe turn it off and maybe cut yourself off from that kind of negative influence. And the positive thing is again, that relationship. This is the real thing. You have the real God and you call him your father. I will be a father to you, Abba. <laughs> it's actually quite shocking, you know, sometimes you know, for us to tell other people that our name for God is Father. We call him our Abba, you know, because just it's just that kind of relationship, that closeness, that reality that we have this relationship with God as our Father. And he works both ways. He calls us, verse 18, his sons and his daughters. Yes, Jesus Christ is God's son. So rightly, God calls Jesus his son. But here it says, sons and daughters. By the way, I checked. Both the words son and daughter are there, meaning we are almost supposed to be hearing God's voice calling us Ataya, Agula. <laughs> God actually calling us his sons and his daughters as we call him our Heavenly Father. But in order for that to be true, we need to come out. Come out of all these kind of things that draw us away from God, that call us to call other things our God, other things, you know, our saviors. We can't have that. We have to turn to God and to turn to Him alone. Now, by the way, the context, the context of this book in 2 Corinthians is dealing with negative influences, with dangers that are not necessarily outside the church, but actually inside. Because if you know, all the times that Paul is dealing with opposition, it's actually from opposition inside the church. You know, people who are rejecting him as an apostle. I guess that's one thing, you know, you reject your leaders. That's, that's very sad. But they're also rejecting the gospel, 
the gospel that he's preaching. They're saying, you know, it looks too weak. It looks too unimpressive. It's calling us to humble ourselves. We don't like that kind of gospel. But in rejecting this kind of gospel call, they're rejecting the gospel savior. They're rejecting Jesus. And Paul is saying, the way that they reject the gospel, you need to reject them. And therefore, the discernment, the wisdom of this passage is saying, if you have these kind of influencers inside your church that tell you to leave Christ, that tell you to worship another kind of Christ, you need to come out from them, be separate from them, don't even touch any kind of these unclean things because they're dangerous. And you need to cling to the true and living God through the gospel. Now that calls for discernment, that calls for wisdom, that calls for grace as well. Don't go and call everyone, you know, <laughs> a heretic and that kind of thing. But one mark of the true thing, again, is Paul encouraging them with the real thing. He says, you guys, you are the temple of God. God lives in you by his spirit. How amazing is that? And these are true things, but these are also real things that he's calling you to turn towards. He's not just telling you, turn away, turn away, turn away, but also turn towards turn back towards God and hold on to Him as a real thing. And so you can recognize the gospel sometimes through its encouragement and through its goodness. It is good news, but for bad people. You know, we who are bad, we who rejected God, have been forgiven by God, have been brought into His family through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you should be able to recognize that kind of flavor, that kind of smell. Hey, this smells like the real thing. This smells like the gospel. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much that the gospel comes to us again and again, calling us out of darkness, calling us out of idolatry, to turn towards the true and the most precious and most beautiful thing in the Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel. Thank you so much as we come back to you, find out just how real it is that you do put your spirit in us and that we do have this real relationship with you as our Father and us as your children. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, weekend already. What are you doing this weekend?